Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are talking about the most important news from the last week, which is, of course, the reboot of Animaniacs. Yeah, which is I've been watching lately and I find hilarious. Yeah, you've been watching the original one, right? Yep. Uh, When's the new Animaniacs show coming out? On Hulu, uh, November 20th. Okay, something to look forward to then. But before we get started on talking about the show Animaniacs, let us answer last week's trivia question, which was, what was the short-lived studio that Walt Disney started before he launched Disney Studios? That was called um, Laughagram. It was in Kansas City, Missouri. And what do we know about that studio? It was only there from there from 1921 until 1923. Yeah, so very short-lived, only a couple of years. And did he did he produce anything from that that we remember? Like some of the early shorts, like based on fairy tales, like Jack and the Beanstalk, and the or his original Cinderella before the the Cinderella we all know, and Alice's Wonderland, the pilot for Alice comedies he did before doing Mickey Mouse. That's fascinating to learn. So stick around to the end of the episode to get the latest trivia question. For now, let's do a word of the day. It's time for word of the day. New words you can say. New words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. It's time for word of the day. So Ezra, what is today's word of the day? It's perfect for what we're talking about because it has a lot of that in it. And that would be slapstick. Okay, so can you tell us what slapstick means? A style of humor involving exaggerated physical activity that succeeds the boundaries of normal physical comedy. Yeah, so it's basically, it's physical comedy, but it's a lot of, you you think about like, say, the Three Stooges or a lot of the Looney Tunes. They relied on physical humor. And so did Charlie Chaplin from Black and White Movies. Yeah, so it was very common in those early films because they didn't have sound. So they had to represent action through exaggerated physical form. So what what I found interesting is that the slapstick, it's actually a tool that is derived from, from 16th century Italy. It's basically just two thin sticks that are connected. And the idea was that you could hit somebody with it and it would make a very loud and uh, comical sound, but it wouldn't actually hurt the other person. It would it sound a lot worse than it actually yeah, felt. Yeah, and I so see it was a way of, it was a way of showing physical comedy and, and physical violence without actually being violent. And I see. And, yeah, I mean it's still used today. You know, four centuries later, it's still you'll see it in puppet shows and that sort of thing. Okay, so that was the word of the day. So. Let's get to our feature presentation and talk about the slapstick humor of the Animaniacs. Do you want to get us started as just talking a little bit about what the Animaniacs is? It was a show from the 1990s made by Warner Brothers and produced by Steven Spielberg. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it ran from 1994 1993, actually. Oh, excuse me. Yes, 1993 
until 1998. Yes. And in a lot of ways, I felt like, especially because I watched a lot of it as a kid, in a lot of ways it felt like the sort of natural follow-up to Looney Tunes. And in fact, I think the creator, Tom Rugger, forgive me for pronunciation, he cited specifically Looney Tunes as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, it is similar. Like we talked about with the slapstick humor, Looney Tunes featured a lot of slapstick humor, and Animaniacs also featured a lot of slapstick humor, just ramped up even more. It's truly, as the name suggests, it's a, it's a bunch of maniacs getting together and getting into silly scenarios. And now that it's also Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment collaboration with Warner Brothers Animation after Tiny Toon Adventures, which had young versions of the Looney Tunes, which I read recently, HBO Max is doing a reboot of that show. Mm, that's interesting to note. So tell us about what was the show about? Who was in it? Oh, like the three stars of that show, the three titular main characters are Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, the <laughs> Warner Brothers, and the Warner Sister. And they're always wreaking havoc in the studio and causing mischief and trouble and are outrageously out of control. Yeah, and <laughs> the whole premise of the show is is very amusing to me, where they apparently were locked away in the iconic Warner Brothers water tower. Yes, in Burbank. Yeah, until they... <laughs> somehow escaped and after their escape that's when they just couldn't be controlled yeah each episode was about it's kind of like a variety show where each episode would have three mini episodes telling different stories or featuring different characters and and we talked about two of the supporting cast in one of our previous episodes pinky and the brain yes who who started their spinoff show as well and they were first featured in Animaniacs. And then between episodes, there might be segments that have nothing to do with the episodes themselves. It's just like weird, one-off, humorous bits. So like one I remember, and I'm going to see if I can find it. This is pretty obscure. But one I remember is like a advertisement for a fake cowboy show or something like that. And about a guy named... Texan, Texas, the most Texan Texan in all Vermont. <laughs> and that was, it was just a very silly joke. And, and it happened so quickly. And that's just kind of the sense of humor they brought to a lot of their <laughs> episodes. So you watched some of the older ones recently. Can you tell us about uh, some of what you saw? Like parodying different things. Some of the segments that had Slappy Squirrel with her nephew, or Buttons the Dog and Mindy, that little toddler who's getting into trouble. One where Yakko sings a song all about the countries of the world. Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. I remember that, yeah. And also when Wacko sings about the, all the 50 states in their country and their capitals. show is a combination of comedy and slapstick, sketch, satire, musical, and education. There was one recurring bit that I remember where sometimes at the end of the episode, 
they're, they're kind of poking fun at how children's shows will have this element where they wrap everything up in this sort of simple moral or lesson for kids to take away. And so they satirize that by having spin the wheel kind of thing that would pick just a random moral that had nothing to do with the episode. And they say, yep, that's the lesson for today. The creators in the show were very self-aware of what kind of show they were putting out. I know, yeah. Also, throughout the show, there's Ralph, the security guard, who's always trying to catch the Warners. But they're so sly. And and there's Dr. Scratch and Sniff, which the Warners constantly get on his nerves. (laughs) It makes sense, because... What's funny is that the creator, Tom Rugger, has said that one of the other influences for the Animaniacs themselves, the three characters of Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, were his own three children. It's a lot of hyperactive energy. In a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of SpongeBob, where it's just a lot of rapid-fire humor that's very silly. They're like, for instance, when Yakko, Wacko, and Dot are with Dr. Scratch and Sniff or the head of Warner Brothers, like... They don't seem to even know what they're even talking about. When Yakko and Wacko and Dot, like when somebody says to write a letter, they think write a letter of the alphabet. (laughs) Or when Dr. Scratch and Sniff is trying to have proper manners for a party and have them be well behaved, they think A-E-I-O-U, they think it's pronounced (laughs) A-O-U. They just don't understand what others are telling them to do. Yeah, there's a lot of puns and a lot of taking things literally, right? Yes, I know. And like the, as <laughs> I mean, you, you just said it now, but Dr. Scratch and Sniff, they also have a lot of fun with the, the names of characters. So there's one catchphrase that I remember from the show where all three Animaniacs will say this variously. Hello, nurse. Or goodbye, nurse, at the end of some episodes. Right, and but her name is also literally Hello, Nurse. <laughs> so there's uh, a lot of that kind of humor in this show. I know. Like there's also the good feathers, those three pigeons, and then there's a pigeon who wants to fit in with the other two. Yes, the good feathers who are loosely based off of gangster films like the Goodfellas and The Godfather, which is actually an interesting trait about this show is that a lot of the humor was in there to appeal to adults as well. Because I don't think any kids would understand a Goodfellas reference in a, in a show like this. Yeah, there have been episodes, even ones that have parodied and spoofed, parodying The Lion King called The Tiger King called Surprises in Life parodying the iconic circle of life sequence from the Lion King, and Yakko's trying to be like Rafiki, and then he holds up the baby tiger cub, and then he drops, he accidentally drops it, and he says, oh, I thought they were supposed to land on their feet. <laughs> yeah, a bit of dark humor for sure. But, you know, it's um, different and definitely something that I appreciated as a kid is kind of how edgy the show was uh, comparatively. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't say it has so much off-color humor more of slapstick humor yeah but there there are some more adult humor there sometimes not always but sometimes that yeah that only adults would typically pick up on but for the most part I, i'm curious uh what are some other favorite moments that from when you were watching the show oh for instance yakko wacko and dot were breaking loose and there was the hollow nurse Dr. Scratch and Sniff and Ralph the Guard trying to catch them and they break into a music hall. 
they keep disrupting a guy playing the piano. <laughs> or one was the monkey song parodying the song Monkeys by from the 1960s. Or the the Monkeys the band. Yeah, no, not Monkeys the band who did I'm a Believer. It was a parody of a song by Harry Belafonte from 1961. Oh, gotcha. And the last segment of the first episode parodied Goodnight Moon called Goodnight Cartoon, and it had Jim Cummings narrating in his voice and sounding a lot like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of silly moments in that show. But that was the old show from the 90s. They are set to premiere the reboot, as you said, on November 20th. What do we know about this new show that's coming out? It'll look different and look more flash animated in a different style than the original. It'll also be more up to date. In what sense? saw in the trailer it has the warners breaking the fourth wall because their show ended in 1998 uh-huh. and now they're brought back in 2020 and they don't know how much things have changed like since since yakko sees a tablet and they don't even know what that thingy is that computer like thingy is and swallows it and he doesn't know you don't swallow it you use it you tap it with your fingers <laughs> that's good yeah it's interesting because it's been 20 years now the original audience that would have watched this show they're all adults at this point so it'll be interesting if it'll win over a new childhood audience maybe the kids of maybe of new the, generation like maybe younger ones who aren't familiar with the old show will like it but maybe their parents are familiar and will you know invite their kids to watch the show and kind of relive it together like relive it together like for the adults to relive it when there's the new show and for the kids to watch this, the new version of their, of the show they grew up with. Yeah. To experience it for the first time. And I wonder, I, I, we almost forgot to mention that there's the, uh, the classic Animaniacs theme song from the original. Like it's time for Animaniacs. And we say to the max. So just sit back and relax. You'll laugh the max. So I wonder if they will uh, have the same theme song for the new one, or if it'll be something different, how they'll update it. It'll be I know. interesting to see. The same familiar characters, like main characters, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, who are still always up to mischief and are, and are more outrageously out of control than ever. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. So, again, it's premiering on November 20th on Hulu. I forgot to mention Pinky and the Brain, who are still attempting to take over the world in new, I think, in new and different ways. Oh, are they? So they're still in Animaniacs in this new one. Yep. And the dim-witted Pinky asks Brain what they want to do tonight. Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. Yes. I was a big fan of the of both shows back then, so... It'll be fun to revisit it now as an adult. Yeah. So far of all the episodes I've been watching, I have found them really amusing and I couldn't stop laughing really hard when I've been watching them. (laughs) I can't think of a better recommendation for the show. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond in the meantime we have a trivia question from ezra (laughs) 
what is the name of a short-lived spinoff to Pinky and the Brain that featured one of the characters from Tiny Toon Adventures? Okay, so if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. Bye.